welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Yeah, welcome back to the pod lab, Catherine. Thank you. Yeah, we're here today on a beautiful day. We saw the sunrise, kind yeah. of, through social media. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, oh, stunning. Very much so. Mm-hmm. So thank you, social media friends, for sharing all of your goodies, because mm-hmm. we love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, today our podcast is on the topic of waiting. Yes, I, I'm gonna. I didn't want. I wanted to pronounce the T. Yeah, it sounds like waiting, like waiting in the water. Yeah, W A D. Waiting. Yes. Waiting. Waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have three takeaways. Yeah. Waiting. <laughs> <laughs> you look apprehensive. Like I don't well, want to talk about waiting. I actually I do want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, because the whole world waits since the beginning of time has had to wait Mm -hmm. for something that's so true and for some reason we're still not accustomed to it we're still (laughs) we don't like it yeah we're still impatient yeah well we have three takeaways this as you listen here the first one is we all have a weight problem that's right Mm w-a-i-t we're impatient basically we we are so Catherine and i are going to share a couple examples from our own lives on that uh Takeaway number two, examples from the Bible of people with weight problems. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's so many. (laughs) We had a hard time narrowing it down, so that might get a little lengthy, but we'll see. And then uh, takeaway number three, benefits of waiting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to shed some light on that. There are some benefits, and so that hopefully will be encouraging. And then at the tail end of that, we'll share a little bit about how you can wait, and that'll be our call to action. Mm Mm-hmm. We also have some spiritual encouragement, so stay tuned. Don't give up on us. Wait with us yeah. till the end of the episode. That's right. And this episode has sponsors. Who is our sponsor, Catherine? Puffin. Puffin. We have shortened <laughs> Muffin and Pooh to puffin. into Puffin. Actually, Kenny came up with that one. <laughs> he He's <did>. Pooh. <laughs> they he are did. our husbands. Yeah. How is and they it work. that they came up with that? Was it, Were they working together on something? Um. I, I don't know. We were goofing around, playing cards or dominoes or something. <laughs> and right. then Kenny's like, ah, we're puffing because we are Trey Cat. So then right. we have Trey Cat and Puffin. So corny. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this car fixed by Puffin. That's right. <laughs> they just spent uh, Saturday. Last Saturday, they spent the day in my brother-in-law's shop and fixing your car. Uh, right our daughter emily's car that's right which is really our car no it was your car was your oh, the yeah, vehicle right. that you drive you know what kenny has had to work on <laughs> two cars <laughs> over the week. weekend so yes uh, you're right you're right it was my car it's always something yeah mm-hmm. all right so those those are our sponsors thank you puffin for your contribution to this podcast because without you <laughs> we'd be i don't know nothing <laughs> nothing puffin well <laughs> anyway yeah all right well let's move on we all have a weight problem. That's what say you, Catherine? From the beginning of time, we had to wait. People in the Bible had to wait tremendous amounts of time. And, uh, you know, recently we've had uh, the pandemic has been yeah. one Big example of, 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 yes, exactly, waiting for people to recover and get well, yeah. uh, waiting for things to open up. And uh, so that's been a real lesson. And who's in control, right? I think one of the most difficult parts of waiting is the not knowing when is it going to be relieved? When is the stress or pressure 
going to be taken away. So you don't know when. And then you also don't know how. Like, what's the outcome going to be? That's so, so those are hard. It's hard because it's out of our control. Mm. And anything that's out of our control is a challenge mm-hmm. for mankind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, some friends uh, through church and even our own personal lives that have had to do a lot of hard waiting. Our friends, uh, Jackie and Tony. Yeah. Uh, Tony was sick for a long time, yeah. o- over a month. In the hospital. In the hospital and then in rehab, uh, nursing right. home. And uh, so they were waiting for him to get better and come home. And he finally came home yesterday. Yeah. Finally, yes. Mm-hmm. Our hard. yeah, our friend Sarah, uh, her daughter is waiting to have her baby. She's due like now, yeah, any day now, any yeah. time now. And that's then they a, had a hard. false alarm, and that's tough. It's tough. It's the first grandbaby yeah. for Sarah and Jason, so that's um, you know that's a that's a thing they're excited for. But but it, it's it's hard for anybody. Like when you're in a season of waiting, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. and then you get like a little glimpse of it. It might be over, mm-hmm. and you're going to get what you've been waiting for. Mm. Like in this case, a baby, or let's say in another case, a job, a job or whatever. Which, yeah. And then it it goes away again. <laughs> oh, is that hard? Yeah, it is hard. I've had that many times. Yeah, Me. we all have. Our my daughter Emily yeah. was oh my gosh, we were <laughs> all just waiting to hear. So she's in this college program down at Disney, and she applied for some jobs, and then she um, got an apartment without having a job lined up. And so we're waiting and waiting and waiting to hear. And right before we um, started to record just now, she called. And yeah. she said that she got a job. So yes, thank, thank God. God. Thank you, God. So that waiting is over. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. you? What What have been a couple of examples in your own life where you've waited? I think the, the most challenging and excruciating kind of waiting, suffering type thing was uh, when Emily was born, uh, all, all of the doctors and nurses, they, they and, and even Kenny, were just completely silent. And mm. um, then when I saw her, she was completely blue and purple. And they, they took her away right away. And that waiting period from that moment and hours into, into the night, uh, overnight actually, I don't even know how long it was because um, I, I just don't know, but to find out what was wrong. And what were they going to tell me? Yeah. And uh, finally, you know, the the doctor and a med student came in and they had solemn faces and they looked very grave. And they told me that she had a birth defect. Anyway. uh, It wasn't just a mild birth defect. It was a life threatening birth birth defect with her heart. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She had a thing called transposition. So the aorta and the pulmonary artery, if I'm saying it right, were crisscrossed. And so she had to have a major operation. So then after that waiting period, we had to wait again for her to recover from birth. So it was a week span there that we had to wait until she could have the the surgery. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, it was out of my control. Yeah. And, um, oh, my goodness, it was awful. And then, like I said, we had uh, had to wait for the surgery. Then during the surgery, we waited. And Mm -hmm. that was hours. And then recovery. And so that waiting, that that was one of the most excruciating and painful times that I had to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's very scary. I mean, first of all, right, when you give birth, you have that flood of adrenaline, um, hormones, emotions. You know, you're you're not thinking 
that that's going to be the result. You're thinking, is it a boy or is it a girl? And, it, you know, let me hold my baby and let me nurse my baby and things like that. Exactly. And uh, because I already had a child, our first one, that labor was, abs- it was horrible. It was mm-hmm. absolutely um, <laughs> drawn out and yeah. um, it was really bad. I had actually, talk about waiting, when I had uh, my our first one, Patrick, I listened to eight other mothers give birth <laughs> until I finally <laughs> gave birth to Patrick. Yeah, so in comparison, when I yeah. uh, was about to have Emily, my, my water broke, and the whole labor went smooth. I mean, not near as bad, and yeah. ouch came, so I was excited, and then there was silence. I thought, yeah. what's wrong? It's scary. So, oh, yeah. That was the worst waiting. Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of others too, but that one was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've talked about the, the human experiences that we all go through periods of waiting for one thing or another. Yep. And um, one of the things that I had recalled waiting for was my husband. You know, it was interesting because uh, when I first went to college as a freshman, that's when I really became enlightened Mm -hmm. to the things of the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know, to the Bible and reading it and, and salvation and um, accepted Christ for the first time in terms of, you know, acknowledging my need Mm -hmm. for a savior. Mm -hmm. That was a big moment for me. Mm -hmm. And I was 19 years old and a freshman in college. And I just decided then I'm going to put dating on the back burner for one year mm. and other students around oh, you me gave it a time limit yeah i did mm-hmm. i gave it a year other students around me were kind of you know in the same boat like um because dating can be a big distraction yeah. in your life especially yeah. at that age mm-hmm. and i thought i just want to grow in my relationship with christ i want to learn and of course, focusing on studies as well, because, yeah. you know, I wasn't like a brainiac. I had to work at it. <laughs> I so don't you know. needed to you have your focus tell. on school and on the Lord. Right. And to have one other thing to focus on would, like you right. said, be very distracting. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I gave it a year. Mm-hmm. I said, after a year, then, you know, mm-hmm. let the gates open up. Let you know, send those suitors in here. Get them in here. <laughs> Line them up. Well, that one year turned into four years. So all through college, I did not date. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like I had a whole bunch of offers, but I was just content and satisfied to wait. Mm-hmm. Although senior year, I was getting a little bit like, come on now. Yeah, I was going to say, well, then are you really waiting if you yeah, were content? You are. You are waiting. Yeah. Because you get to choose your attitude when you're waiting. That's I mean, true. Waiting is not easy, mm-hmm. but it is also, it's, it's not something that we can put a timeline on. So my timeline was, I'll give you a year. And the Lord said, how about four? Mm -hmm. And so I was in the beginning of that. I was like, yeah, okay, this is the best for me, whatever. But there were moments for sure of, oh, my friends have dates and they're having fun. And I'm over here just going, you know. (laughs) And, um, And actually, when I met my husband, I knew right away I was going to marry him. Muffin. He didn't even ask me out yet. Mm. I just met him. Yeah, that is... It was weird. Yeah. It was bizarro. Yeah. And I know that it was from the Lord mm-hmm. because I had never had that kind of an experience before. Yeah. You know, but I was like, oh, that's the one. I don't know that I... Sorry, Pooh. I don't know that I <laughs> thought that when I met Kenny. You're like, oh, he's the one. Yeah, no, but definitely for not. you, when you and Kenny were that age, you were not asking the Lord to do anything for you. No, I I wasn't even looking for a boyfriend. So I felt yeah. like it wasn't me. 
it was the Lord who was telling yes. me, this is the this. one you've been waiting for. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then there's and a difference. There's the difference. Yeah. And Ron and I had actually gone to the same university freshman year. Yeah. And we were at the same parties, never met. Yeah. We were at the same fraternity house. Because the timing was it right. He was not a Christian. I was not a Christian. God didn't want us to meet then mm-hmm. and there. That's so cool. What I a cool know. story. I know. And now 32 years later, that was the most important decision that I have ever made mm-hmm. outside of my decision to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Your spouse is a very important decision. Mm-hmm. And so it's worth the wait. I have counseled, you know, other friends and family about marriage. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, what's the secret to marriage? I said, look, here's the thing. I would rather be married to the right man for 10 minutes than the wrong man for 10 years. Yes. You have got to, to get that right. Get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once you've got it, once you've got it right, mm-hmm. then you just stay in it and you're committed. I'm not saying that our marriage has been all, you know, super smooth sailing easy. We raised five boys. We had all kinds of stress. Yeah. You know, money problems and, you know, health issues and kid issues, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um which might be why now at the empty nest stage, we've never had this where mm-hmm. we've just been able to focus on each other because mm-hmm. we had kids right away. Mm-hmm. Now we can't stop smiling. We're just <laughs> like, oh my gosh, look look at us. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> Half a gallon of milk, it lasts the whole two weeks. <laughs> it's so cool though that one, you, you like had an agenda. You were gonna, in a year, right. you were gonna find yourself. But the really cool thing is that you did not get in the way of the Lord or in the way of yourself. That's true. You did not break. Uh, so you said you, you had an attitude of contentment during that four years that you said was I, only going to be one. Well, I wouldn't say that the contentment lasted the whole four years because I was starting to say that during my senior year, I started to get restless. Mm-hmm. And no, so it, it wasn't easy. It was it was a challenge from from what I can recall in terms of my own um, contentment. Mm-hmm. I, I was jealous sometimes of other uh, friends who had these relationships that looked like they were fun and, and godly and, you know, and then they would get married and whatever. My own roommate was engaged to be married. Mm-hmm. And that's when I met Ron, I said, I think I'm going to get married before you, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but but the whole point is, though, that you you didn't get in the way of the Lord. Like you didn't. Not all the way in the way. I think I did try to step my foot in here and there. You know, but I just, I don't know. Hmm. I, I can't take credit. I can't because it was tough. But what I am saying is that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. On the things that matter, it mm-hmm. is so worth it. And it all matters. It really does. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if I have anything else to say about that other than it is worth it. Mm-hmm. Let the Lord lead you, especially with the marriage situation. Yeah. Let him lead. Don't get in the way. Yeah, that's right. And it, then, it is hard. Like you pointed out that, you know, other friends and people yes. around you were getting married. And when someone else is living out your dream. Right. <laughs> right. That, that That's really hard. It is. There's, there's no doubt about it. But hang in there. Right. And, and the same is true what you just said. Others are living out your dream. The uh, the second area where I've really had to wait with much uh, uh, longer. I know what you're going to say. Ministry. Yeah. Much longer. Yeah. You know, I yeah. I have been working on this dream. Yeah. For decades. Mm-hmm. Decades, meaning I knew that I wanted to be a writer when I was in junior high. 
I'm 56 years old when I was in junior high. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a writer. Mm-hmm. That's going to be me. But it, it has made twists and turns. You did not, mm-hmm. at, at the age of junior high, dis, uh, decide to be a comedian. No. You know, or no. even in ministry. No. But so it has taken on different forms. But nonetheless, you have been waiting a long time for your ministry to open it to the extent of what you believe. I believe. I know Muffin believes. Uh, Puffin. They both I, believe. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's absolutely true. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> to the next level. Yes. But it's like, God, what, what Lord are you, are you waiting for? Right. Right. It, it does seem like that. Right. And you can, like if, if in any career, you can look around you and see your peers or whatever moving moving on up, mm-hmm. you know. They're younger moving. than you, same age as you, right. whatever. Yeah. yeah. And you're going, what about me? What happened? <laughs> so it's, well, it's human nature. When I think about like when you point out your age. Right. Right. And so you and when is it that you're going to be really out there? You know, you're going right. to be older. But there's so many examples in the Bible where women yeah. were crusty and dusty. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. Crusty and dusty. <laughs> and they become pregnant, you know? <laughs> oh, no, don't say that. that. Well, no, but oh, it's I an shudder. example of old age. God just waits to show his big, uh, majestic ways. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was exciting. Let's talk about those in the Bible. That was our second takeaway. Give some examples of people in the Bible who did have to wait. I will, but I just want to say something that's kind yeah. of funny real quick about another thing with waiting is just a little side note. I think it's a little bit hilarious that when you have a televisit with a doctor, a telehealth visit. Oh, yeah. Okay. These are new. Yeah. You're told to click on this link because say your appointment's at one o'clock. Yeah. Well, then they say, you know, click on this link at like 12 or 1230 and you are in a waiting room in your own home. <laughs> it still feels a little bit confining, doesn't it? It's totally confining because yeah. you're like, ah, I can't leave the computer. I can't let it go dark. I can't do this. You know, yeah. move the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, I think, a funny thing. Waiting in your own home for your doctor appointment that's on the computer. Yeah. Why can't you just, you know, click, boom, there the doctor is. I don't get it. Anyway. Because they want you to wait for them. They don't want to wait for you. That's that, why. Well, it was a rhetorical question. Oh, I thought you really wanted asking. me to answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, all right. But Fine. I have an answer for about everything. All right. All okay. right. Examples in the Bible. Who waited? Oh, my gosh. Well, so. I guess the question is, who didn't wait? Everybody waits. That's right. The Bible is peppered with people waiting a long time. The Israelites, Israelites 400 years in Egypt waiting for the. Uh, Exodus to yeah. be, you know, to be rescued freed. from there. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's a long time to wait for something. Mm-hmm. Four hundred years. A very long time. Yeah. But uh, one that we were kind of discussing before we started recording was Jacob, who's later called Israel. He had waited a long time to wed his love, Rachel. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rachel, in turn, waited a very long time. She was barren, as they say in the bible i don't think we use words like that anymore do we barren when someone's well not there's not that many people that really are ultimately barren anymore they figure out ways to work around it well that's true too but we still don't use that word i was true. thinking about that like that's a very yeah. biblical word yeah barren, barren. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Anyway. And, you know, back in those days of Jacob and Rachel mm. and all of that, they definitely had different ways of doing stuff, you know. Yeah. And they had the true belief, like, obviously, if somebody couldn't have a baby, they had the belief that was the truth to them, which was God closed this womb for some reason. Yes. That is unbeknownst to us. Mm-hmm. They are barren. Well, and like it just goes back to God showing his glory and his power. Yeah. Like he is the one like you're you're real old, Rachel, but I'm going to make this happen for you. Yeah. And so then he opens up her womb and she gets Joseph. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Lucky Joseph. Yeah. He had waiting to do as well. He did. He was in prison and, you know, oh, my goodness, because his jealous brothers. Well, and he was dumped in a well. That's right. How yes. would you like to do your waiting and your waiting well? I'm waiting in my well. <laughs> I'm not waiting well in the well. That's right. <laughs> oh, but I, my claustrophobic self would, ha- I would be clawing myself. Like I, I would just want to die. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, you would not wait well. Joseph waited well. Oh. He, he waited real well. Yeah. And he forgave his brothers. Yeah. At the end, he did. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with the stories that we're sharing um, just Google these characters from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob, Rachel, Leah, Joseph. David, King yeah. David, waited a l- very long time uh, from his anointing, yeah. you know, to be king. And yeah, and so- look at what happens oh, in the waiting. Wait, right. hold your thought. Yeah. Don't forget it. Yeah, well, look what yeah. happens when you get frustrated with waiting and you start to take the situation into your own hands. Mm. Right? Yeah. Look That's what, what David, I said, getting yeah. in the way. Yeah, look what David did. He's like, I'm tired of waiting. I'm just going to say you over here. And they to Bathsheba. Did, yeah. And then they did the thing. Yeah. And then she got pregnant. Yep. That, that's, yeah, that was David's big fall. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. He loved the Lord and, uh, but, you know, he was broken. And in even, that moment, impatient. There, you know, so many people were impatient in the Bible. Abraham, he slept with, um, Oh, what was her? Hagar. Yeah. And she had kids, you know, because all that time his wife, Sarah, she was another one who couldn't uh, right, have kids. Dusty. So she was it 90. Was dusty. She was it 90. Was like dusty, rusty and dusty, dusty and crusty. Yes, but going back to what I was going to say earlier, yes. the song that popped into my head <laughs> when I was thinking about David waiting to be king is from the Lion King. Oh, uh, Simba, I think is his oh. name. He's like, I just can't wait to be king. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Sorry. <laughs> that is funny. But oh. it's true. Go ahead. Even Jesus had to wait. <gasps> he did. For his ministry to begin. Begin, And his own mother had uh, said something to him at the wedding. Right. And in Cana or where, wherever it was. And she says, Jesus, you know, why don't you do something about the shortage of this wine? And he says to her, my time has not come yet. And but he did. But then he did. It. He did. He turned he did. it. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But but the moral of the story is even Jesus had to wait for his ministry to begin. Yeah. And there's a purpose in the waiting, which kind of segues into our next benefit mm-hmm. or, uh, or takeaway, which is the benefits of waiting. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the biggest benefits of waiting from my perspective is when you wait for the Lord to deliver, then you know it's not you. It's the Lord. I have felt that way over my 32-year marriage to Ron, that I have known for, for all these years that he was the one that God chose for me. Yeah. And that 
and that even through you know hard times mm-hmm. um knowing that it's ordained of god or whatever whatever word you want to say mm-hmm. blessed by god uh purposed by god whatever that has given me strength to know that it's all going to work out in the end that's right it's an exercise in faith really you know that's that's what it's all about it's refinement yeah. and uh so yeah basically in a nutshell there is purpose mm-hmm. in the way god has a purpose that we can't always see mm-hmm. i love the example of um uh i think it was emily smith that she gave the example one time and it, it's something that she didn't come up with i don't think but because it's been said many times but when you think of a tapestry mm-hmm. and you look at the front and it's this beautiful piece of work but behind that tapestry is all this complicated weaving and and mm-hmm. so forth and um it kind of represents a lot of waiting and yeah just um, all the mess in in the waiting yeah just so that our listeners know who emily smith is she's a personal friend of mine and of Catherine's, and she waited for a very long time to have a family mm-hmm. and she went through many multiple miscarriages right. and um difficulties very a very big season of chaos and pain mm-hmm. lots of pain mm-hmm. and now she's um uh, busy mother yeah (laughs) with uh two does she have two she does yeah so she's doing great now yeah thank thank the lord Mm -hmm. i i think that another benefit of waiting is that we can notice things that we otherwise wouldn't have um paid attention to Mm -hmm. and noticing things is a gift Mm-hmm. Give, you know, I was thinking about uh, when, you know, preparing for this, I was thinking about that, that phrase we all know, stop and smell the roses. Mm-hmm. There is really some like legitimacy to that. When you stop and smell the roses, you can in, you can inhale goodness of the Lord in those moments when you pause yeah. and be still. Right. Because normally, as we've already said, when, when you're in a waiting situation, it's because you have nothing left that you can do to c- keep going forward mm-hmm. with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So you're stuck and you, and you're, you're there just waiting on God. It's something that is so much bigger than you. Like when you were waiting for your daughter, you know, mm. for, for her condition to be diagnosed and mm-hmm. then for the surgery, she was not in within your hands. I mean, no way. Stuck in the muck. Yeah, that, that's what it felt like. Actually, it felt worse than that. Uh, you know, like we both just pointed out that yeah. that that was so difficult, out of my control. Yeah, and and actually putting her in the hands of people who don't know you trust that they're you know one thing that did help was I knew that the surgeon was a renowned surgeon and that mm-hmm. he was chosen to uh he he pioneered the surgery so those things were a comfort yeah that that god had given me and i did rely on them but it still was a sense of you know loss of control yeah one thing of interest to consider is that waiting is only on this side of heaven yeah once we pass away from this earth and then we we go to eternity Mm. you know it is our christian belief that when you place your trust in Christ, when you have asked Christ to forgive you for your many sins, I mean, for for all sin, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we talk about this all the time when I do my shows. We, we do um, uh, 
Romans 6.23 says, mm-hmm. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life mm-hmm. through Christ mm-hmm. Jesus our Lord. So then the gospel message, that, that verse really encapsulates the gospel message. We all have a need for Jesus. We do. We have a big sin problem that has to be satisfied with Christ. So once you put your trust in Christ and say, yes, I recognize that I'm I'm separated from God. Mm -hmm. My sin separates me from God. Jesus reunites me to God. Then you have the promise of eternal life. It's the gift of God. Yeah. And it does not come by works. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Right. It says we've been saved by grace through faith, not by works. It's a gift of God so that no one can boast. Mm Mm-hmm. So once you settle that, preach it, girl. Oh, I don't. I, we didn't plan on no, sharing all of this, but here it comes. But once you settle that issue, okay, mm-hmm. the waiting is done. Yeah. So, so there'll be there will come a day when we'll be gone. We'll, we're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> poof or vapor. Yeah, and I think it's a uh, Hebrews. I think it's nine twenty seven or something. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after that to face judgment. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's right. Okay, and the, my verse might be off, but I didn't check yeah. it before I got on here, so I'm just going by memory. <laughs> anyway, so because our biggest problem has been solved with the gospel message, and we've placed our trust in Christ, and now our sins have been forgiven. Once we cross over to the next life, the waiting is done. That's right. And until then, that reminds me, mm-hmm. for the Christian, the believer, we're all waiting for Jesus That's to come right. back. Even when even when we're not suffering or even when things are good. Going great, yeah. We all, that's what we're hoping for. That's what the... Um, the prayer that Jesus taught the disciples is thy kingdom come. Right. That means Jesus <laughs> come comes back. Back, <laughs> Jesus. That's what that means. Right. Because when that's what we're praying for. When that kingdom comes back, there it's over. The devil is done. Mm-hmm. All the evil that mm-hmm. we see in this world and we see on the news and we're always like, Well, how is it that somebody could do that and mm-hmm. do that and do that? And all the suffering, you know, innocent people that go through this and this and this, Mm -hmm. all that's done Mm -hmm. at that time. Jesus and his reign will be, you know, forever. I know. I can't help it. I have to mention this too. We tried to, we tried to like slim down on the stuff in the Mm -hmm. Bible, but um, I want to mention in Revelation, it's Revelation 6.10, that the the souls that were under the altar and whether or not that I I believe that was um, John's vision Mm -hmm. that he had for heaven the souls that were under the altar said Lord when when will you avenge our avengers when will you when will you you know like judge them yeah and um and and so even in their prayer even then they they want their people who you know they were martyred Mm -hmm. and they want their um they're justice. They're That's yeah, right. They want, they're, they want it, the we're just, right thing. Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to point out is that that's just like an inherent thing that's in us. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to wait. Well, it should give us great hope that if, it's a big if, you have placed your trust in Christ, then you have the hope of heaven. Mm. You have the hope of peace. Mm-hmm. You have the hope of justice. Mm-hmm right right stuff that's right, true righteous. i hate to use Be- the word righteousness because it's such a mm, you know. well it's misinterpreted a right. lot but yeah that's true because it's not like those souls said will you do this right. lord when they know he's going to do it they right. just want to know when right <laughs> that's no. an interesting concept that they're waiting for this to happen yeah 
you know. That, that really stuck Ooh. with me when I did a study one time deep. in Revel. I know. Yes. But it did. I don't know. Yeah. Just kind of... So you did BSF Revelation. Yeah. Bible Study Fellowship is BSF, and they yeah. study one book of the Bible like throughout the whole year, and it really goes deep. And, and that was the first. So BSF has recycled their studies for years and years and years, but that was the very first year that they did Revelation. That's yeah, a big one. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said whether or not it's literal or what. I don't want to get into that. But right. um, it's it, nonetheless, it's God's word. And uh spoke to john and john put it in there so and what catherine means by whether or not it's literal (laughs) Mm -hmm. is that in the book of revelation there's a lot of imagery there's Mm -hmm. a lot of um um just things that are representative right of reality and literal Mm -hmm. stuff so it's left to a whole lot of questions and right which is exactly why the uh, people that you know come up with the studies took a very long time to, to yeah. put that together. Yeah, not that the Bible is hard to interpret; it's not. Mm. But they wanted to be able to describe it accurately. Right. Very good. All right. Well, all good conversation. All right. Well, let's move along. I wanted to mention this because I saw this on um on a YouTube video in my research. This um Bible teacher. I can't remember her name and I didn't write it down, so I don't know her name, but she said, here are five benefits of waiting Mm -hmm. on God. One is you'll be strengthened during the wait. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to, number two, dwell on the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. We talked about that. Knowing that there's nothing that you can do about it, you're going to dwell on God. Number three, waiting moves us closer to God because we cry out to God Mm -hmm. again because we we don't have any control number four we search our own hearts and ask ourselves the tough questions you know is this where where's my heart in all of this yeah yeah what are my motives oh I've been there Mm -hmm. and then finally the fifth one she mentions is it builds our faith so it's kind of like you're in the workout (laughs) you're an exercise you're at the gym you're at the faith gym (laughs) And you're working well, it out. Well, that's where the strength is, right? Yeah. And boy, I'll tell you what, it's better, since we're all going to wait anyway, it's better off to wait on the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. It's You're mo- so much better to do that than to try to put your faith and trust in something else. Right. I think the biggest thing that, you know, about that is that his strength becomes our strength. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's where we get it from. So... In the waiting room, God's waiting room, we yeah. call it. That's where that happens. And it's a supernatural spiritual experience yeah. that is hard to describe and not sound like you're being a wackadoo, mm-hmm. you know? You know, it's funny is even though we know all these things, yeah. I don't ever pray, oh, Lord, I, uh, make me wait, <laughs> you know? No. Never. No. I know that I want the strength that he provides and all of that, but I, I don't want to. No, um, you don't have to pray for it. No, Because you it's don't. coming whether you yeah. want it or not. Exactly. It's not something that you have to pray for. No. You just have to trust yeah. that, you know, God's going to get you through. And if you're, listeners, if you're in a waiting season right now, we just want to bless you with some encouragement. Mm-hmm. And um, here's the scripture verse that we want to. Yeah, I wanted to mention what Wendy Pope said. She says, because we talked about how we were going to say how. How can you wait? Right. Which is part of the scripture. Yeah. Right. Well, Wendy, this Wendy Pope, she is an author and speaker. And she says, do what we know to do until we know to do something else. I feel like that sums up, um, you know, practicing 
patience during the wait. Just keep uh, doing what you know to do. Yeah. Until you've got that um, circumstance that leads you, which is the Lord, to the next step, the next thing. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be mistakes or missteps along the way because we're in a broken world and we're broken people. Mm -hmm. We're imperfect. Mm -hmm. So what you know to do hopefully is to lean on the Lord, you know, to stay faithful to the spiritual disciplines, the basics, stay in the word of God. Don't, don't depart from that. Yeah. You know, uh, Joshua 1, 8, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth, meditate on it day and night Mm -hmm. so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Mm. (laughs) It's a very good verse. Yeah. I didn't plan that one either. All right. But Mm -hmm. out it came. I hope that's the right reference. Mm. Anyway, anyway, I'm not a pastor. I'm just a comedian. So ha ha. (laughs) Very funny. But I have some verses memorized and they just pop into my head. She's taking herself off the hook just in case. Well, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Yeah. But the encouragement is to not... Take your eyes off of Jesus. Right. Don't take your eyes off of Jesus. Do what you know to do now, which is don't take your eyes off of Jesus. Focus that doesn't, on the lamb. It doesn't mean trust in your own, you know, like ability to fix the problem or whatever, mm-hmm. but focus in. And, and this uh, Wendy Pope, she has a book that's called Wait and See. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to look it up, you know, if you're in a season of waiting that is just driving you crazy. Mm. See what she has to say about it. Mm-hmm. And she's a part of the Proverbs 31 ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a Christian author and speaker, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Uh, just Google it. Wait and See yep. by Wendy Pope. Yeah. All right. Uh, the scripture that goes along with that is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. And this is from the New King James Version. I looked at a couple different versions. Mm-hmm. And in the New King James, it says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Now, the reason that I looked up two different versions is because I think it was the NIV that I had up before. The words wait and hope are interchangeable. So what it means to wait on the Lord is to be hopeful that he is going to do what he said he's going to do. And it's going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, like we said earlier, the strength becomes yours when right. you wait on him. And, and I love that imagery of a soaring eagle. Yeah. It's powerful. It is. Mm-hmm. So take heart, people waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're waiting. We've, yeah. we've been waiting. We've been in many situations where uh, it's, it's better to wait on the Lord than to wait by yourself or to trust in some other thing, try yeah. to get out of the waiting. So. All right. Anything else, Catherine? No, that's it. All right. Well, this has been a great episode. Yeah. <laughs> and you've so. been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. We'll see you later. <laughs>